of on rapping with d now if you heard that smooth music by the absurdist it's not the music you'd usually hear from our main show but from on rapping with d and if this is your first time hearing this show i'll fill you in on what it's about so me d host number two of the bitcoin podcast am on a journey to try and find a real-time measurement of adoption of Bitcoin. So I know if you're listening to the show, you're probably into Bitcoin already. But I don't talk to people that are into Bitcoin. I talk to people that normally wouldn't give a damn, like our guest. And she's going to introduce herself right now. Um, I'm Sophia Dominguez, and um, I'm just your normal Joe. I um, just kind of work in the normal working field, and um, Bitcoin really hasn't been on the forefront for me however i have been you know over the past i want to say four to six years um it'll pop up in headlines or it'll pop up in um just any kind of like internet news feed and every single time it pops up um it really does spark my interest but of course everyday life kind of um runs that over so but recently um you know, I, I really felt that Bitcoin is something to be interested interested in and to pay attention to. It seems like it's a force to be reckoned with um, that people really aren't paying attention to. And so oh. I would be one of those people. And so I'm hoping to pay more attention myself. Oh, snaps. You're saying things that are like making the community salivate right now. They're like, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Do you hear all oh, those words so. you just used? Tell I definitely have plenty of words, so, so we'll <laughs> see how this goes. <laughs> Tell everyone how, how we met, how we know each other. Man, we met, uh, it seems like lifetimes ago at this point, um, we met in a summer school class at Texas Tech University for um, English. I'm not sure what the official class number was, but it was a poetry class, um, and it was quite it was quite the interesting class. I think we had quite a few characters myself included and i think you included and um it just i think it made the class it made it definitely less boring i think people out there who've gone through 
you know, summer school classes kind of know how, how that goes. I mean, it's every day and, um, it's a little bit monotonous. So Mm -hmm. we definitely made it interesting. Um, so that, that's how we met at university. (laughs) Our click too. It was so weird. So many, it's just a weird group of people. We even had that football player in our click, like talking, talking poetry with a football player. (laughs) We did. You just reminded me. Yes, we did. It was definitely, um, you know, for to use a very rudimentary word, I mean, it, it was a hodgepodge. It was a hodgepodge yeah. of people in um, this really what turned out to be a very deep, um, a very deep class. It, it took us to places I don't think we expected to be taken to just for, you know, normal English poetry. So that yeah, was interesting. Definitely. And uh, what is it um, for all you people out there that think that there's no way people can have that many Facebook friends? Well, I was in a class with Sophia for four weeks, and we've been Facebook friends for years, and years. now she's on my podcast. Years, so, yes. man. Like, what, <laughs> four to six years? Yeah, just about. Yeah. <laughs> so, let's get to the show. I'm here to answer your questions and try and help you understand Bitcoin a little bit better. So, okay. launch them at me. Well, I guess, you know, first and foremost, I want to ask a question, not just for myself, but for those that may be listening and that may be kind of in the same position I am that are interested, intrigued, that want to get involved, but really need just that core understanding of what Bitcoin is. And and so my question, first off, how would you describe what Bitcoin is? So how I describe Bitcoin? Yeah. Bitcoin to me is two different things. It's a protocol so a technology software that was written by a computer engineer computer you know software engineer person or people right and the software is also designed and engineered in a way so it makes the perfect vessel as a currency so it is a technology to me and a currency at the same time so well, that's complex and i think you know uh, but nowadays it sounds complex but it seems also really um kind of with the times i mean everything now is so technology based so to 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 think of currency um in in that um really in that sector and in, in, in that group of of or just it seems like that makes sense for currency to kind of go in that direction but for a while i i didn't really understand i, I didn't understand how currency and technology could be really married. Um, and that's what interested me in Bitcoin. And, and Bitcoin, I mean, you don't see too much of it in, I don't at least, um, in everyday media. Um, I remember there being a scandal back in the day, um, but it kind of falls in and out, um, but it's always piqued my interest. So this is where I'm at now um, and connecting with you and connecting with your listeners and um, a, a whole entire community that um, I'm realizing that there is with Bitcoin. Uh, it, it's I, I want to be more involved. So I guess my next question is, um, how do you get involved in Bitcoin? How do you begin? What, where is you know where is your starter mark? Oh, you trying to go down the rabbit hole? Are you, you okay? That's the show's all about. It's Both on rabbit. Okay, so. So, in America, which is where we live, it's really easy to get into Bitcoin. You can go on Coinbase.com. They have a wallet. 
you can go on BitPay.com. I believe they have a wallet now and a service. Um, Circle.com is a no-no anymore. It's a no-go. Um, and that's if you want to get your hands on some Bitcoin, if you just want to buy it. You know, like it's it's kind of like foreign money in that aspect. If you want to exchange some of your USD for Bitcoin, you could do it really easily using services like Coinbase.com. And there's even a service called LocalBitcoins.com. Um, that's an exchange where you just exchange your money. Just like if you were to go to, uh, you know, France and try and exchange some USD for euros. That's the same kind of idea. So that's if you want to get your hands on something. You can also earn some by doing odd jobs on the Internet uh, or working at a place where somebody is progressive enough to pay you in Bitcoin through services like BitWage. Then you can earn some. The third way to get some is to mine it which is a very difficult process. Um, it didn't used to be, but the way it's designed is that all these computers from all around the world are competing to solve a math problem, okay? And the winner of that math problem is rewarded in new Bitcoin. Um, mining is terribly difficult nowadays. In fact, you need probably about a cool million just to get started and just to have the hopes of making your million back. Other than that, you're just going to be running a computer that's trying to solve a math problem that's never quite going to solve. So those are the three ways to get Bitcoin. Now, the communities that you can be a part of, of course, would be ours, the Bitcoin Podcast Slack. Uh, we have a Slack channel where you can come in and talk to uh, around 70, I think. No, I'd say 60 people at this point, um, all highly tech savvy for the most part not all of them most of them highly tech savvy a lot of them have a much deeper technical knowledge than i do of bitcoin so it helps if you have a question that's really really in depth um about the protocol like the actual computer program and software that's running it you get answers to that there of course there's reddit r slash bitcoin or r slash btc are you a redditor I am. I mean, I don't. I haven't been on my account personally, but I go onto Reddit for certain gaming stuff that I do. Um, I'm a pretty big gamer, and um, just for some other threads that I try to keep up with. Um, you're a gamer. During my daily, you know, I you're am. Making the, I you're am making the neck beards grow way too fast right now. You need to chill out, Sophia. <laughs> Well, well, hopefully I'm not growing one. <laughs> as long as I'm not growing one, then we're okay. Then we're okay. <laughs> a gamer um, into Bitcoin. Well, I mean, it, it, yeah. Cool. Well, it's interesting because right now, with, with with my you know um, position in my employment, I'm starting to learn how to code and really kind of delve into some graphic design and some you know um, computer technology. Um, so it really seems like this is kind of a natural, um, ebb and flow of, of kind of where, where my interests are going. So it seems like with Bitcoin being very, you know, technologically based, um, and, you know, technologically, you know, kind of on, on the engineering side, um, based, it, it seems just kind of natural and organic to really move in this way. Um, mm -hmm. and I guess my next question would be. How, and I guess you kind of, sometimes people talk about Bitcoin being an, an investment opportunity. How is it an investment opportunity or is it even at all? All right. So as an investment opportunity, I can say personally, it has done well for me. 
Some people have gotten burnt because it is a very risky asset. And it's becoming its very own unique asset. It's a digital asset, which means you can't really hold it. You can't hold it in your hand. But due to the abstractions of humans and placing so much value in it, it is an actual digital asset. So um, when you invest in Bitcoin, all right, so this is where I want to make sure I don't get any trouble for the people listening. I'm not a financial advisor, planner. All right, I don't, It's this is like one of those, like, I only play a doctor on TV. No, like. Right. <laughs> right. Like, I'm not that person. I, I when I invest in anything, I do my research. Yeah. I try to be. Exactly. There's no, no right. letters underneath, after my name that say that I could give financial advice. I just though when I invest in something, I do the research and I actually am passionate about it. So as an investment, Bitcoin is risky. It's only been around for eight years, officially as of, I think, three days ago. Um, it's only been around for eight years. Um, it, is, it is historically volatile, but at the very same time, that volatility is decreasing at a measurable rate. You can see it decreasing. Um, and that's there's a there's a correlation between the number of people that adopt Bitcoin and the volatility of it. The more people that adopt it, the less volatile it is. I don't think that's a Bitcoin specific trait. I think that's just like an economics thing. I don't I don't know. But as an investment, it's very risky, right? Um, the strategy to invest that I use personally is dollar cost averaging, which means that regardless of the current value of Bitcoin, I buy a certain amount of it at a predetermined time all the time. Does that make sense? Now, do you use, I mean, it does. Now, now, do you do that just by your own personal research and knowing about um, kind of the ins and outs and knowing about, you know, the, I mean, and, and pardon the phrase, the machine itself, um, knowing when to purchase and knowing when to not purchase? Um, is that just based off of your, you know, being educated on what Bitcoin is? Or is there, you know, um, obviously, is there someone saying, hey, do it now? Or is it just you, you know, knowing when to do? It's just me. Knowing when to buy. It's, it's just me. Okay. And being so tapped into the community and knowing the news that's coming out and, and having uh, very, people way smarter than myself educating me on this technology every single day in the community that we have that's why i invest in it that's why i dollar cost average like every time i get paid a percentage of that paycheck goes straight into bitcoin just like just like a bill for me you know and if you are going to invest in anything right oh i mean because currently i have an ira through my work and my work will match um whatever percentage i want to take out um, and I've chosen to go the risky, the risky investment. So really, I mean, uh, risky is, is kind of the scary word, um, especially, you know, um, yeah, in the economic, uh, you know, environment that we live in. Um, but for me, uh, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm young enough to feel a little bit more comfortable to do risky things. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know for Bitcoin to be such an opportunity and for, I believe, you know, 
I mean, back in the day, you know, people invested in Google or people invested in Amazon when they were, you know, when Amazon was being done out of a garage. Um, mm-hmm. That was risky, you know, but, yeah. but look, but look where Amazon is today. Um, and I believe that um, through education, obviously, and making smart decisions and, and, and failing is always, you know, an option um, and it's always going to be there. Um, but I feel like I can, when educated enough, make those decisions of investing in something that's risky, that could fail, um, that could, you could lose money, you could, um, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things. But um, the risky word for me um, doesn't really scare me right now. Maybe that's, maybe that's uh, very juvenile, or maybe that's very, you know, um, novice of me to think. But right now where I'm at financially, um, you know, I, I feel like I can do such things. Yeah, I mean, this is the way I say when it comes to these investment advice with a super big asterisk on that, don't sue me, anyone out there, uh, is that everything's a calculated <laughs> risk. Literally everything is a calculated risk. You can put all your money into the banks that you want to. If something really catastrophic happens, right. then governments will do what they do, and they will take that money. It's been proven around the world time right. and time again. And a lot of people in America get really comfortable like that can't happen, but it doesn't mean they can't make legislation that could slowly bleed you of your wealth either. So, that being said, you could also store all of your cash in your mattress, but guess what? One night you forget to tur- you forget to build a lamp out and your house burns down, guess what? So does your wealth. Or, a very bad, bad individual decides he wants to break into your house that night and take everything, including your mattress for some weird reason. <laughs> then... Your money's gone too. So life is a game right. of calculated risks. <laughs> of course, those are two very wild extremes. Right. But in there, you're taking calculated risks. So with with right. Bitcoin, well, it's very I, risky. And, and, and I, Go ahead. And when you say wealth, I, I think I think young young people our age, or even just young professionals, I think, um, I mean, depending on where, where you're coming from, I think wealth. Um, seems like a big pipe dream, and 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 for the most part, I mean, just with 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 certain economic uh, plays here and there, um, you know, we're, we're not we're not what was proposed to us. Um, we're we're not being given what what we thought we were going to be. But I, I don't think that wealth cannot be cannot not be obtained. If I'm saying that correctly, um, for us, and I think um, so it can be obtained. Being yes. Yes, I, I think a lot of times people think that, well, that, no, there's, there's no way in hell, excuse my language, that, that a wealth can happen for you. And, and that's being told to a whole generation right now, coming out of school or coming out of um, graduate school. Um, you know, people with, with just hunkered down with, with student debt. Um, but, but I think wealth can happen. Um, and of course, that, that has to be done by taking risks. Uh, so that's where I'm most interested in that I'm, I'm kind of at the point where, you know what, not that I don't have anything to lose, but I'm, I'm ready to make that, to make that kind of leap off of that hilltop and hoping my, my parachute works at this point. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know what I'm saying? So. You're, you're definitely right. And everything is saying that you're right. And I really like this episode. I think everyone's going to love this episode uh, because one, you're very real. <laughs> and two, I could tell that you you're very excited about Bitcoin. You just needed, you know, the on ramp to get you to understand or right. or maybe get a little more enlightened as to what goes on. 
So let me try and right. help out with that as best as I can. So Bitcoin, why I have so much faith in it and why when you join this community, if you choose to, I'm going to ask you, uh, if you choose to join the community and like, you know, have Bitcoin and learn about Bitcoin, then you're going to be talking to a lot of people who have these ideas about what the value of Bitcoin is. And this is where we find our value in it. So for the very first time in a very, very long time, okay, out on in an electronic manner. So actually, this is the very first time in an electronic manner, you can exchange value with someone else without an intermediary. Right? So the way it works now is if I want to... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's supposed to be common sense, but a lot of people live in a way that's so natural that they don't see how big that is and why that's a big deal. So in right. America right now, if you're... That's in the, actually pretty big. <laughs> yeah, if you're in the traditional banking system, you can send money to A to B, but guess what? It doesn't go A to B. It goes A to B to C to E to E to F, and then eventually it gets to the person that you thought was a B, but it's not. It's like a G. There's so many people in the middle. Right. Right. And it takes that out of the it takes it out of the question. And to put it into a different perspective, for the very first time in history, if I want to send money to China right now, I can do it. It's gonna take me a fraction of a second. And I didn't need a bank or any sort of intermediary to do it. All I needed was the internet. So that's well, kind huge. of huge. I mean, and and that to me, what 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 I hear from that is I hear independence to a certain extent. I I hear kind of freedom, um, independence, and um, without any kind of interference. And that I think is really precious nowadays. So that that you know just signifies to me that that's a pretty big deal. It it is a big deal. There's there's oh man, there's there's so many things that 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 it can do, right? So let's see. You can actually be your own bank with Bitcoin if you'd like. So if you don't know how traditional banking works, they do this thing called uh, fractional reserve banking, where if you if you put $100 in the bank, they're going to loan out $99 of it, and they're going to make money off of the interest that, that they've loaned out to many, many different things of which you get no return on that interest whatsoever. And basically what you have, the numbers that are backed in your bank account are IOUs. So you've got an official stamp that says, right. hey, bank, yes. I gave you $100, and they're giving you back, hey, they let you know, hey, I owe you $100. Right? Right. And so you get mm -hmm. none of that. Yep. With with Bitcoin, you can actually hold your private keys. So with the with the company that I suggested to you, Coinbase, you can suggest to own your private key. And if you have that private key, they can't do anything with your Bitcoin at all. It cannot move because you have the private key. That's kind of a big deal in Bitcoin. In fact, in the community, you'll hear this a lot. If you don't have the keys, you don't have the Bitcoin because the private key is part of the, it's actually part of that math equation. It's part of the cryptography which is a discipline of mathematics, which all of this is built on, that unlocks Bitcoin and allows it to go from one person to another. So with Coinbase, they will um, allow you question. to have... Go ahead. 
No, no, no. You, you go ahead. You keep going. I was going to say, they allow you to have your, your key, your private key. And there's a technology called like multi-signature transaction where if you want to send money somewhere, then you'd have to sign it with that private key that, that Coinbase does not have, has not seen. So that... So question for you here, and this might be because tax season is coming up. Now, how does this bear on tax season? Ooh. How does this bear on your taxes? How does You're giving this... me the hard hidden questions. That's what I like. That's good stuff. Am I? Yeah. Okay. So this one's going to be fuzzy because Bitcoin's definition is still so fuzzy to regulators. They don't know if it's money. They don't know if it's some sort of specific investment commodity. They don't know if it's... They just haven't defined it yet. The best definition I've been able to find lately is that it is being treated in our country as a money-like commodity which means it's exposed to capital gains or losses. So, if you are using Coinbase... So kind of like an IRA, I guess. Uh, like, if you bought a stock and it appreciated and you sold it, then you'd have to report right. how much you sold it for and then pay that, that 15% tax or something like that. <laughs> so Bitcoin okay. is exposed to capital okay. gains. And in Coinbase, they use, I believe, a first-in, first-out policy... And anytime Bitcoin leaves your wallet, it's exposed to capital gains or losses. That can get really complicated. And the other thing is it's so complicated with how it gels with other entities in our country. So the advice that I've been giving people and the advice that I give for myself as well is I actually export all of my transactions from Coinbase every month and I keep that locked tight so that in the future down the road, should my bets pay off and Bitcoin is wildly successful and Uncle Sam's trying to come after me to get my wealth, then I'll have a paper trail for myself and things that I could do to defend myself. Because Uncle Sam's going to get that money. And that's something we talk about on our, our main show all the time. If a government decides that Bitcoin is essential and can help them run their commerce and can help them run their economy, then they're going to find a way to tax it and they're going to find a way to come for it. Just like they find a way to take almost... 25% of my damn paycheck every time. Like, it just, that's, that just is what it is. So, I will the say. Nature of the beast, it seems like. Yeah. I will say, however you get into Bitcoin, the reason why I push Coinbase.com is because it's such a fluid transition from the way that you traditionally handle your finances. The applications are built just like online banking. The desktop app looks like a, looks very similar to your online bank it's just not a bank it's a bitcoin they're like the, the custodian of your bitcoin wallet so yeah you can export all your transactions you can have a total history of all your dealings with bitcoin so that way should the day come when uncle sam wants to kind of nudge on your shoulder you can be prepared so um but okay to answer your question to make it simple if the money goes into Bitcoin and never leaves Bitcoin, you don't got to do anything. So all the Bitcoin that I've been nuzzling away, as long as it stays Bitcoin, I don't have to do anything. It's just an asset that I own. Until I sell it back into USD, if I ever choose to do so, that's when I'd have to report my capital gains or my capital losses. 
Gotcha. Okay. So now for the novice, which is me, um, mm-hmm. and I've heard you say Coinbase. Now, to do my research, obviously, I don't want to jump in. Um, I don't want to be illiterate, so to speak, um, as far as what I'm doing. I mean, it, it, anything with money, you know, you, you want to make sure you're well-informed. Um, so how do I gain that knowledge? The knowledge of which knowledge? Bitcoin. I didn't quite get the question. I mean, just, just the knowledge of how to get started, of, 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 of how to invest or of how to, um, I mean, you know, um, Coinbase, it seems like to kind of get, get the ball That's where rolling. you buy it from. But That's as far you... as making myself. So I guess, you know, how to, I mean, like you were saying, how to export it and how to um, know the ebb and flow of Bitcoin and how to know the stocks mm. of it or how to know. How, well, how there's do no I stocks with it. Yeah. I, I heard you mentioned Reddit. Yeah, Reddit. That's a okay. great community. No well, okay. Okay. Before I say that, right now, with the price doing what it's doing, you're not going to get a whole lot of information about Bitcoin because everybody in the community is, it's like a, a party. Like, it's like, it's, a, it's trying to get information out of someone who's raging <laughs> at a rave. It's like, it's not going to happen. Like, this guy's so hyped up on endorphins. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Um, but typically right. when things are, when things are slower <laughs> and, um, a lot more leveled off, you can get some really good information from Reddit. Um, <clears throat> let's see some other communities there. Um, well, I can give you some media outlets, cointelegraph.com, uh, coindesk.com, uh, bitcoin.com is actually a very good media outlet. Um, let's see, do I know any more? Um, off the top of my head, coin.dance is a very informational website that will show you about transactional value and where Bitcoins are actually being bought around the globe. (laughs) That's a good one. Blockchain.info. I hope you're writing all this down. (laughs) Not messing with you. Um, blockchain.info. But I can definitely come back to the podcast. Yeah, you can definitely just listen. Blockchain. Blockchain out, and we'll be in touch. It's not like I'm just gonna like Nick's c- communication after the show. Um, Blockchain.info right. is sure. another great site that also is a wallet, so they make a wallet for you. So, what is a wallet? That's good that I went there. I want to go into depth with the show because you seem like you're really eager for the depth, so I can help you. So, a wallet Definitely. is like a how can I? It's it's like a collection of keys, right? So in a wallet, a private key is stored, and each time you send money out, it attaches a public key that people can see. So you can think about your wallet as like a set of keys, right? And inside of it is a private key that only you have because you generated this wallet. It's a digital wallet, and it's yours. So you could send out a public key that people can send money to. That's equivalent to like an email address. So if you ask somebody, hey, what's your Bitcoin address? They'll send you back a Bitcoin address, which is an alphanumeric code. I think it's 36 characters long. Uh, I'm going to catch hell if I didn't get that right. But it's an alphanumeric code that essentially is just like an email. And then you could send Bitcoin to them, and you have one yourself that you can receive Bitcoin to. Not to be confused with your private key, but a public key that anyone can see. Right. So what Coinbase is is a custodian of your wallet, pretty much. Right, they're handling that all gotcha. behind the scenes. 
the in the public keys and things like that. And if you really want to feel secure, you can export your private key from Coinbase.com. And I can walk you through all this. It's actually part of the show. I'm going to ask you at the end. But um, that is essentially how you keep Bitcoin. You keep it in a digital wallet. Right. And you can even have that wallet on your phone. Okay. Like I do. I have like five or six different wallets on my phone. And they don't all have Bitcoin in them. Some of them have different digital currencies. We're not going down. We're not going that deep down the rabbit hole. <laughs> we're just going to stay with Bitcoin. Right. right. All right. So, okay. so if you want a wallet, there's lots of wallet services. You can actually go out, I believe, Bitcoin.org and download a wallet client straight to your desktop. Right. So okay. there's a hot wallet. There's a thing called a hot wallet and a cold wallet. A hot wallet is any wallet that is connected to the internet. A cold wallet is a wallet that has never touched the internet. But since it is electronic currency, you can actually load the currency into your cold wallet. Right. So I don't that really makes- want to go into the depth of cold wallets okay. because I built one myself and got it wrong. <laughs> one of my co-hosts built one and got it right. <laughs> I didn't lose that much Bitcoin, but it is gone. Like I sent it to Nowheresville and I was like, well, I will never be doing that again. I'm going to trust people smarter than myself to handle it. And I'm going to handle what I know I can handle, right. which is keeping hold of one little code. I can handle one little line of code. I can put that wherever I want. I can secure it. But uh, generating a cold wallet was kind of confusing for me. I know a lot of my fans, not my fans, but the people that listen, they're probably like, really? Really, D? I was like, yeah, I lost I lost money. So, <laughs> But the thing about Coinbase that I love, I love the company. A lot of, there, you'll see, you'll hear a lot of people in the community that are like, oh, Coinbase, blah, blah, blah. They don't like it. But Coinbase keeps mo- the majority, I believe they say 95% of your money in cold storage. So 95% of the money. And that's safer, right? And that's safer. Yes, that's way safer because it has not touched the internet. It hasn't. Right. Right. So hot wallets touch the internet. And the, the thing that we push a lot on our main show that we need people to understand is that as we move forward in this digital world, you having deep knowledge of how to secure your digital existence is no longer something you can just sit back off of and let companies like uh, LifeLock do for you. Things are too serious now. When we have companies that are worth billions of dollars getting hacked and losing billions of people's information, or millions of people's information, sorry, it's no longer something that, it's got to be on the individual responsibility where understand how to digitally protect yourself. So, that being said, with Coinbase, you can do that. They give you those options. Um, okay. So some other things about this investment, right? It's not backed by any government. So the way f- money works the way we use it, really rich people in really high places can choose to do whatever they wish with this money that I work so damn hard for day in and day out. I don't like that risk. And like we talked about earlier, in the show, it's all about calculated risks. I don't like that risk. 
because a few years back, a company, not company, a country, Greece, their wealth was legislated into non-existence. It just happened in India a few weeks ago. Yep. Their wealth was legislated into non-existence. In Venezuela, just happened. Their their wealth overnight almost was legislated out of existence. So people that have been working hard as hell to save money and have money no longer had any of it overnight. And so that's scary to me. And I know people are like, oh, we live in America. And it's like, okay, cool. You can feel sheltered. you can feel that way if you want to, but I'm gonna hedge my bets. So right. that's another cool well, I think thing about it. And for people that have that have knowledge about the Federal Reserve, I think um if you really have deep knowledge about who the Federal Reserve is and, and who has your money, um there, there there should be a little bit of um of question there. That it, it should be kind of you should feel a little uneasy. Um, you know, yes, this is America, we're not Greece or we're not Venezuela. Um but um, your money technically is, is, is not your own. And, and that, that's, that doesn't settle well with me. Um, and it shouldn't really settle well with anybody. So, so I, I definitely am kind of aligned with, with, what, with kind of where you're going um, and kind of your philosophy as, as far as how you take ownership of, of really what it is that you earn and, and what it is that you have. Yeah, pretty much. Like, I'm working hard for this wealth. And I'll be damned if I worked really, really hard just for a government to seep it away from me over the years or just kind of write it out of existence with a pin stroke. No, thank you. That's, that's so I'm hedging my bets. Of course, I have to have a certain amount of dollars to live and breathe in a country that runs on dollars. But I'm going to hedge my bets. Right. So uh, let's see. There's no Bitcoin company. So I, even though I've been pitching Coinbase.com a lot, there's no Bitcoin company. It's a network. It's a technology. So, you know, when you're reading news and you ever hear, like, Bitcoin CEO is dead, it's like, that's not a thing. That's not even reality. <laughs> there's no CEO of Bitcoin, <laughs> just like there is no CEO of the Internet. Okay? It just doesn't work that way. So if you read stories like that, just just know that's not that's not true. Bitcoin isn't printed out of thin air. It's actually mined very, and the analogy is very similar to how gold is mined. In fact, the rate at which Bitcoin enters the system is very similar to the rate at which gold enters the gold system. I don't even know gold bugs really, but I know there's a lot of people that are passionate about gold. Um, I own a little bit of gold actually. That's a pretty deep comparison, actually. That that's actually a pretty pretty deep comparison um and it kind of brings to home really what bitcoin is to to make that comparison to gold and to use even the word mining i mean people think mining and they think um taking your pick and going out to the wilderness and um finding a little gold a gold vein and and mining it out um and so to apply it in the world with which we live in now um you know and and to think of mining out in in something that's so there's so much depth um, in technology that that really kind of brings it home. So that was probably a really good that that brought yeah. it home for me. So that was a pretty good comparison. I'll, I'll definitely give you props for that one. It's I make that one. That's the community. We actually call it digital gold because that is it has the very same properties of gold, except you can move it anywhere with the snap of a finger. You know, if I want to move 
some gold. I actually had to have money just to move my money because gold is heavy as shit. <laughs> so, but if I want to move some Bitcoin, all I got to do is push a few buttons and that value is transferred. And there didn't need to be a bank involved at all. Right? So, man, there's so many right. perks to Bitcoin. Um, it's deflationary, right? So as opposed to the way our money right. works, which we're encouraged to spend it as much as possible in order to stimulate the economy because the prices of things inflate over time, Bitcoin is the opposite of that. Where it's built, there's only ever going to be 21 million whole units of Bitcoin. So it's very scarce. If you think about that, right? There's only going to be 21 million. Right. There's only what? Six point some odd billion people on the planet. Right? You, let's basically take wow. a third of that and say those are adults. So two billion adults on the planet. And there's only gonna ever going to be 20. That means that not even everyone can own a whole Bitcoin. So when you think about the value proposition wow. of that, the person or people that built Bitcoin made it divisible to the millionth decimal point. So in order for Bitcoin to meet its, wow. to meet its potential, as far as value is concerned, one of those thousandth or hundred thousandth decimal points is going to have to have a lot of value behind it in order to just support that much commerce and that much transactional value flowing through it. So that's another reason why I see it as a great investment because it has so much upward potential because we're talking about billions of people trying to do quadrillions of transactional value on a network that's only going to have 21 million units. Wow. I think That's I heard your neat. brain explode. It did. My <laughs> <laughs> It did. I mean it, it really did cuz that I mean well like you said I mean that that the value there. Um I mean money is being printed every day. Um maybe not every day. I could probably be totally ignorant in saying that I might be. Um but but money can be printed and I'm sure there's a whole I mean I I don't know about the whole um you know science behind how money's printed and, and why and when and where and how and who. Um, but you think of it just being printed off the printer and there's paper and there you go. But um, to think of Bitcoin as something that really is, um, there's that, not, not glass ceiling, but there's, there's a cap. Um, and that seems to make it just more valuable. I mean, just like, you know, um, it's funny, I, um, I'll say a little, a little anecdote here about um, retro gaming. So, you know, um, I went out and got an N64 and trying to find some of the old school games for the N64, you know, there are only so many and they're not continuously being reproduced. Um, but, you know, everybody trying, it, it, it increases that value. So that is kind of what I'm trying to compare it to. I'm sure it's way more in depth than that, but that that's how my brain is trying to <laughs> process that, that little tidbit of information there. Yeah, that's you pretty much hit the nail on the head. I mean, it's it's the scarcity of a thing that gives it its value. That's why previous yep. currencies went out of like they did stop using them. Like people use salt at once as currency, but I mean all you really got to do is go out like there's salt everywhere. So people are like this isn't really valuable. I mean, if someone wants to give me some salt, they could have gotten this shit from anywhere. 
So I need to stop trading my things for salt. Right. Right. And then before that, it was like seashells. Right. But then some, there a bunch of people were like, whoa, there's a lot of beaches, guys. Like, where are people getting these seashells from? We're giving out our valuable sheep. <laughs> and they're just giving us seashells from out of thin air. This is stupid. Right. And then there was a tulip craze in Europe <laughs> where everyone was, tulips were currency. And everybody thought, and they sat back and they were like, wait a second, guys. Like, this purple tulip is more than this yellow tulip? This is dumb because I got tulips growing in my backyard right now. This is not, <laughs> we should not be using this as currency, you know? But then gold came along and people were like, whoa, this shit is hard to dig up. It takes a lot of work. People are dying trying to dig this up. It's not really easy to hold on to. It's really heavy, hard to move around. Yeah, we should probably make this currency. It's just like a human abstraction, right? And now we reach the point where everything's going digital. Yep. Hell, yep. mail is digital. Email is digital, yep. so it was only a matter of time. And guess what? Money's been digital since like the eighties. It's just they've been playing those damn sheep's games, those shell games, as my pops calls it. And now it's to a point where people <laughs> totally live in the digital existence and now they have an option. These digital cash that isn't connected to a bank or government. So, well. But does it seem to you like Bitcoin is like a red pill or a blue pill kind of thing? <laughs> oh, man. It's weird that you say that. <laughs> Holy cow. Um, we got an email from our listener. We got an email from a listener just the other day who wrote a really long. Sean, by the way, if you're listening, thank you for that email, Sean. Uh, he was like, it's like people need to take the red pill or the blue pill. And like, I was at work when I was reading that email. So I was like, oh shit, this is getting deep. I don't have time for this right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I've, but I read it and I was like, it is kind of like that. It is like that because people don't really start to understand the systems that they're living under until they really start asking the obvious questions about the very simple things. And then they start unraveling things. And then it just becomes a matter of, well, I can go back into the way I'm doing things because I'm living and I'm breathing and it feels good. And I have people in my life that depend on me and it's great and I can't take a risk like that. Or there's the other option that's like, uh, this is kind of neat and this is kind of cool and it gives me an option. And just because I take the red pill doesn't mean I can't go back into the blue pill. Like they went back into the matrix all the time saying they did and they had kung fu when they went back i'm just saying red pill was the better option but uh right, right. <laughs> that is that is kind of the way it feels sometimes but um yeah i hope i answered all your questions and i hope that you understand a little more about bitcoin do you understand that i've been in bitcoin for about four years now and I learn new things like almost on a daily, weekly basis. So there's no way I'm going to be able to cover everything in a 40 minute conversation. And I do hope that if you're interested, I got to ask you one question. Are you ready? Go for it. Go for Sophia, it. I'm ready. Will you let me show you how to get your hands on some Bitcoin? I'm ready. I'm ready to leave the matrix. Let's do it. Take the pill. <laughs> Sweet. Sweet. All right. I'm, well, I'm in it to win it, G. 
Well, thank you, Sophia. I'm going to help you get some. Just get a little bit. Trust me. I'm not going to be that guy that's like, put your life savings in this shit. Let's go, man. No. Be smart about it. Do your research. Learn more about it and see how much you're comfortable with. And I can show you how to get some right after this show. Can you do one thing for me? Great. Thanks, D. I appreciate it. Can you say, can can you say play the outro? Lay the outro. Ah, put a little more gusto in it. Like you gotta sell it. You gotta sell it. All right. And lay the outro. There we go. Lay the outro. Let's do it. Thank you.